KHO time. We're coming up on 615, 34 degrees, Kirby Puckett degrees. Derek Hansen with you here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. This is Couch Potato Radio. Let's uh, switch gears here a little bit. Is Oh, yeah. Never too early to talk a little baseball, Twins baseball. A lot of news being made with the minor leagues and what have you. And if you want to talk minor league baseball and Twins affiliated minor league stuff, there's not a better guy in the world to do it than with Seth Stowes from Twins Daily, twinsdaily.com. Seth, how you been? I'm, you know what, I'm doing all right. Staying uh, a little bit active and plenty busy with plenty to write about, that's well, for sure. I guess. Now, it's kind of crazy. You know, I think for a lot of us here in Fargo-Moorhead, as you can imagine, we're a little torn on this news, right? Because we don't always, you know, because it's been such a staple going back to the mid-90s with the Saints and what have you, but I think for the Twins, this is kind of a a convenient thing. What's your take on everything? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first of all, they had been in Rochester with their AAA affiliate for so long, so I personally developed a lot of relationships with people out there and that kind of thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I remember in college, the first few years of the Red Hawks, we would go over to watch the games, and specifically when they would play the Saints, and that was quite a rivalry, and I think that's lasted through all these years, so um, I'm sure it's going to create some issues in the American Association, which I'm sure, you know, Josh Buckles and all those in charge there will, will work it out and it'll come out uh, ahead. But, man, listen, the Saints is a big deal. But for the Twins, it's, it's absolutely, uh, it, it's 13 miles from stadium to stadium. So it's a little more convenient when you want to call guys up or send guys down or ship guys over for a rehab stint or all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm sure if anything came out of the pandemic, it's that, right? I mean, they, I'm sure they liked it. The cost has got to be huge for them, the cost savings on it. Yeah, those uh, 5 a.m. flights from Rochester to Minneapolis, uh, I would guess that adds up, especially as much as, you know, Derek Falvey, Fad Levine have, have used that system of making sure that their bullpen's fresh and calling guys up and setting them down frequently. So, yeah, cost-wise, I'm sure it's a great thing. But also, yeah, I mean, this year probably helped – uh, I mean, I think they had a good relationship with the Saints, I'm sure. But, I mean, this year it kind of pushed them into that. And with the alignment uh, planning kind of going on for the last year, I'm sure they've been having discussions all summer. So that's going to be some heavy bus travel for the Saints players, right? I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> – or are they gonna, do they fly more at the AAA level? You no, know, they, they drive for the most part. Uh, you know, in the International League in Rochester, there were – the occasional trip down to like Gwinnett in uh, Georgia or things like that, that they would fly a couple times a year. But for the most part, yeah, it's a long, long bus ride. So, I mean, because their divisions be made up of what? I mean, I'm just trying to think of my Des Moines, I'm guessing, right? I mean, just kind of rattle through that. Well, that I don't think that's been determined yet. I think all we know so far, and it sounds like the official announcement will come out from uh, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, um, probably next week or or maybe late this week to, to figure out how these leagues, but I would think, yeah, they might be in the, uh, oh boy, what is it even called? The Pacific coast league yeah, the now P- with, the PCL with the Northern that. division. Right. So, I mean, there's different divisions within that league, but yeah, I mean, you got to think it's going to be kind of a Midwest thing. So, you know, I'm guessing Omaha's mixed in there. You, you would think anyway, just right. kind of looking at it. So it's, yeah, no, that would make sense. Um, I mean, I'm sure geographically it, it, they'll try to make it make sense. Uh, you know, Cedar Rapids, the Midwest League, switched from being low A to high A, um, but I think that whole league did. So I'm not, I'm not sure how this will play out, but certainly, yeah, less travel, um, more convenience, uh, 
like I said, from rehabbing and, and just call-ups and send-downs. And, but it, like you said, they're going to play on the road too, so uh, there will still be travel involved. Oh, for sure, yeah, because they still may need to fly someone last minute if the uh, team is on the road. That's a very good point. The other big news is, boy, Pensacola, we barely knew you, huh? I mean, <laughs> and Man. as far as the double-A thing, that was a nice little spot, a beautiful area, but I'm guessing it's also kind of ge- geography and kind of convenience there too, or what's the deal? Well, I think Pensacola ended up getting pushed to uh, the Marlins uh, for their double-A affiliate, so the Twins were, were left looking, and Wichita, which had been uh, they built a $75 million stadium to house the Marlins AAA team, found out they weren't going to get the Marlins AAA team, so they were kind of free agents, and uh, I guess they agreed to drop back down to AA uh, to become a Twins affiliate. So uh, kind of a nice situation. They should go into a nice ballpark with nice amenities, but man, I, I was really wanting to get down to Pensacola because that uh, stadium's right there on the coast of uh, the Gulf Coast, and and uh, on the panhandle, and I think it would have been just great to get to a game or a series there. That would have been fun. And and the people there were just fantastic and, um, you know, just very baseball-friendly and then just a great place for the Twins to be. Yeah, I was going to go and take my drive down there a couple years ago, and then I had a, a family member pass away, my uh, dad's cousin. So I flew down eventually, so I, I canceled all that. But, and of course, I maybe was going to drive back there on the way back, and then right as that happened – as as you know, I was driving back, and then COVID hit, <laughs> so there was everything was canceled after that. So it was just uh, my timing to get to Pennsylvania, uh, Pensacola was not very good. Well, and they've made the national news because uh, since this time, they've actually made their stadium into a uh, uh, what is it even called a bed and breakfast yeah, type of a right. place where you can go there and spend the night in a tent on the field and you know watch movies on the big screen and all that kind of stuff so they really made the best of a obviously bad tough situation yeah airbnb on the field that's a, who who knew that that would be it yeah. says with us uh, twins daily uh, you also sent me something on, and kind of interesting talk about your uh, booklet here is this something that's for sale or if you subscribed or how does this work yeah no i just worked with a guy on uh, the top 60 twins players in their 60 seasons in minnesota and um a guy that has been making an updated top 300 twins list uh, over the last decade continues to update it each year. And I thought, you know, with it being 60 years in Minnesota, it'd be fun to do a, a top 60 list. So yeah, we have profiles for the top 60, but don't worry inside are his top 300 too, which is, which is kind of fun to see where the current players line up or, or to have some of those memories of guys from the eighties or nineties when we were young and, and uh, some of our favorites from those years to see their names as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give away anything because I want people to get to it and read it, but I, I there's not much you can really argue with, right? And I think, you know, you talk about the top 10, it's just you're you're kind of splitting hairs. Wouldn't you agree? It's kind of tough. I mean, even with yeah. one and two, I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, and I would argue, you know, your one, two, and three are probably you could put in any order, and I probably won't argue too much. But I think the purpose of this is, you know, for fathers and sons or grandpas and grandkids and nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff to just kind of look at and then agree or disagree or I don't want to say argue but have that conversation you know like like you and I could if we sat in the backfields of uh of Fort Myers at spring training and we could just say oh you know Mudcat Grant is way better than you know Kevin Tappany or you know name your name your players from the past it's just kind of fun to to have those discussions I think yeah, for sure. I, I like that a lot. So that's an idea for people if you want to check that out. And that's all at Twins Daily, too? 
Yeah, you can find it at Twins Daily or follow me on uh, Twitter at, at Seth Tweets, and I'm probably uh, shamelessly self-promoting that a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I love it. Uh, Seth Stowe's with us from uh, Twins Daily. Uh, news is just breaking. I don't know if you saw this, that Trevor May is maybe going to the Mets. That's a tough loss. I mean, I think there were some guys up for the Twins bullpen, and you know, it's been been a pretty solid part of this club for the past couple of years. So there may be some patchwork that they need to do right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting. They've done a really good job the last few years of bringing in some guys like Matt Whistler just last year on a on a waiver claim or minor league deals or bringing back Caleb Fieldbar. They've done a good job of putting together a solid bullpen with whatever Wes Jones is doing. That said, to lose a guy like Trevor May, who's 96 to 98, has a really good changeup, a, a good slider at times, and struck out like more than a batter and a half per inning, uh, that's tough to lose. And he got, I think, two years, $15 million pending the physical, and uh, he's worth every penny of that. He's, uh, he's just kind of coming into his own the last few years as a dominating strikeout-throwing guy that uh, I think the Twins will definitely miss. So it'll be interesting to see if they try to – um, you know, bring in a similar type of a pitcher, or if they're going to try to continue to develop the Jorge Alcalas and and Edouard Colinas and you know others in their system as well that have that type of potential, but certainly don't have the track record. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things too, where these are guys that you've talked about for a while. It's just, well, can they do yeah. it? You know, I, I think when when you do it, do you really go out and? And make that, you know, you had a team that's going to contend, right? I mean, obviously they won the Central again. So do you take that risk with some of these young guys going into 2021? Yeah, and, and I mean, they've they've lost some others. Obviously tomorrow they have a decision to make on Taylor Rogers. Uh, there are free agents out there like uh, Minnesotan uh, Brad Hand and some other guys. But, you know, I'm not sure what their philosophy is going to be because obviously they have to add a pitcher or two to a starter um, and a right. couple bullpen guys. So, you know, how do you allocate whatever funds are available between, you know, four to six guys because they'll lose some some hitters too. So um, offseason is tough. You know, it's just so many moving pieces. No, that's for sure. As far as that is con- concerned, I mean, how do you see, see this shaking out? I mean, they, they still have a pretty good rotation, right? And they should have, uh, you know, as far as how you see in the this top five, uh, you know, going into this season, how do you see this rolling? Well, I think you, you've got a pretty good starting point when you've got Maeda, Barrios, and Pineda as your top three. Um, that's three really good pitchers who we've seen do well. After that, Randy Dobnik, who obviously was fantastic the first weeks, uh, six weeks of the season and then struggled for the last month. But, I mean, he's an option. They do have some you know, minor league prospects with potential, but I can't imagine they'll just lean on them right at the beginning of the year next year. So I'd anticipate, you know, a lot of guys have signed already. Uh, Mike Miner today with the Royals. Uh, you kind of wonder, if, you know, is Jake Odorizzi a guy that they want to bring back because he's probably easily the best available starting pitcher other than Masahira Tanaka, who I think we all know is probably staying in New York. Yes. Um, you know, but I think that's they're going to need to add at least one more. And in this market, if they wait a little bit, they might be able to get a couple of good veteran arms. Yeah, and that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to watch there too is a Older Rizzi, who kind of bet on himself, and it didn't work out, right? I mean, the poor guy. I, I think if anyone was affected and hates, you know, 2020 as, as far as COVID, it was probably him. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, he uh, he took the qualifying offer so that he could get the one-year 18-something million dollar deal last year, and then because of COVID, that got cut in about a third, which, again, you don't feel terrible for him. He did all right for himself. But at the same time, you know, 
this offseason, the plan was for him to turn that into a three or four year deal where it's, you know, 15, 18 million per year. And he had about four different injuries, none of which had to do with his arm, you know, getting hit by a line drive in the gut or, you know, blisters and things like that. Um, You'd like to see him still make a a good deal for himself, but it's been just a, you know, hamstrung year for him. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Hopefully they can get that all right. What's what's your take on Nelson Cruz? I mean, I, I rumors are that he wants to see what the Major League Baseball does with the National League and the designated hitter, which obviously will you know jack the price up for all DHs. <laughs> well, what, what's your yeah. take on that? It's just crazy that uh, they've been this long into free agency, if you know a month or so or three weeks or whatever it's been, and they haven't even given these players the idea yet of whether or not there will be. a a DH in both leagues next year, because for him, for Nelson Cruz, that doubles the market. Then it doubles the number of teams. The twins are happy to give him a one-year deal for his age 41 season, but you know, they probably would prefer not to go to two years, but some national league team might. So uh, it'd be nice to have him back, but depending on what the salary structure is, it's really hard to um, bring back a guy for 14, $15 million when because of COVID, you may have to actually reduce your salary or keep it where it is. So, um, you know, I think everyone wants him back personally, but they've got some tough decisions to make. Would you sign a two-year deal with him? I would. I wouldn't. Um, you know, and I, I'm not saying I'd be against it. If they do it, I'd be like, fine, it's not my money. Um, but I think they've just got so many other options and other needs that having a very one-dimensional player, even a great dimension, his hitting has been great the last two years. Right. He's won the Silver Slugger. So it's not that. It's... You know, um, Father Time is eventually always uh, going to win. It's pretty undefeated. And you just don't know yeah. when that's going to happen. It's, yeah, it's so. undefeated and untied. There's just no getting around it, unless you're Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, right. So I mean, that's the risk you take on a two-year deal. I mean, I think they'd happily do a one-year deal. They'd probably do a similar deal to what they did two years ago when they sent them to a one-year deal with an option. Right. Uh, but two guaranteed years is tough. No, I agree. I mean, there's, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think you can argue it both ways, right? I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna scoff if it, you're, what are they doing by signing to your deal? But if they don't, right. you can kind of understand why too. Especially since right. Sano, I mean, he eventually is going to be that guy, right? Eventually, I, I mean, I think we th- I think we think so, um, especially because you've got Kirilov who can play first or the outfield. Right. Larnick can play the outfield. You've got Kepler, you've got Buxton. Uh, Rooker's involved in that conversation. There's so many guys that are at that double A AA and triple A level that at some point you have to give them a chance, right? So, right. Um, you know, what's the end cost or the value gained by going with a 23 year old with a big upside or going with the 42 year old that you just hope maintains for another year? Sestos, uh, just a couple more for him from Twins Daily. Check him out, twinsdaily.com. Getting back, it's going to be interesting to see, like you mentioned, with rehabs and everything. In the schedule, when fans can get back in the stands again, both at the AAA and the Major League Baseball level, and hopefully it starts this spring with everything that's going on when you know we talk vaccines and all that, It it's going to be interesting to see how the schedule goes, right? Because there might be an opportunity where you know the Twins might want to, if, if, if the schedules overlap, and the Saints play a nooner and then maybe you want to take the train over to Minneapolis to catch a night game. You know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They could uh, come up with some pretty good packages between <laughs> the two uh, the two teams. And I think in certain years, if the Twins are not good, you would worry about you know people going to St. Paul and watching uh, Larnick and Kirilov or whoever, whichever rookies are there, or guys rehabbing or 
top prospects from other organizations, but with the twins being good too, I don't think that's anything they need to worry about. So yeah, they should get creative and do that kind of a package. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. I don't know uh, if I doubt I'm going to be doing any twins coverage because there's not much opportunity except for zoom meetings to, to talk to the players probably anytime soon. So when we get in the clubhouse again, I don't know, but I, I might go down and just lounge around, and I'm not going to fly anywhere. I'm going to drive down to Florida again yeah. if I go. But uh, it's just one of those things. So I think uh, 2021, we're hoping for better things. Hopefully they're better in the field. But uh, whenever I run into you, I run into you, I guess. Well, I hope we do. I mean, it was nice to see you last year yeah. down in spring training just as things were starting to happen. So uh, hopefully we can uh, even go out to eat or something like that yeah. next year. Exactly. Well, you take care of yourself and uh, stay warm as you can where you're at, all right? I will try my best. You as well. Uh, thank you again, and uh, everybody uh, stay healthy. You bet. Sestos, have a great Christmas. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks, there. You bet. Sesto's Twins Daily. Check them out, twinsdaily.com. You get the rundown of those top 60 players, as I mentioned, and uh, just a lot of great stuff on that website. And big news. Again, he's a big minor league guy. He talks about all the prospects all the time and all his uh, stuff on Twins Daily. And with the Saints most likely becoming the AAA affiliate for the Twins, what does that mean? Twins also move their AA affiliate to Wichita, so a lot of big news coming out there. I'm sure that will get talked about maybe if the news is official tomorrow. With the uh, Twins Hot Stove Show, which begins tomorrow night. First show tomorrow night, December 2nd, 6 o'clock, right before Hennessy on Hockey here on the Mighty 790. Derek Hansen with you, Couch Potato Radio, KFGO Today coming up. And Joe Heikamp had a chance to catch up with Vikings rookie defensive end, DJ Wadham. So that's going to be coming up for you. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you again on Thursday for a full edition of Couch Potato Radio 615 here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.